there's not enough time. So you make some time. It's time for the Wayward Podcast. <laughs> okay. Going. Yay. Yay. Here we are. Um, what are we talking about today? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. No, we forgot to turn it on and we decided we were going to talk about uh, time. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, I suggested this because here I am in Los Feliz. So I'm new to Los Angeles and I went to a workout this morning thinking I planned it out perfectly. I was like, my workout will be done at 11.15. I'll have a quick shower and then I'll just, I'll walk right up to Kim's house. It'll take me five minutes. <laughs> it's like the transporter I literally, on Star Trek. in my brain, I was like, Sunset Boulevard is here. Los Feliz is directly above it. I don't know why. I didn't even check Google Maps. I just, I was like, I got this. I got this. Such an asshole. I went and grabbed a salad really quick. And then I was like, okay, well, let's go and walk quickly over to Kim's house. <laughs> I'll just leave my car I was like, it is. 29 minutes. I was like, no, 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 no. I must, let me just get on the Wi-Fi. Let me fix this. And I was like, fuck me. So I had to call Kim. And Kim wonderfully had forced her family out of her home so that we could record this. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Here we are. Uh, very grateful for your uh, kindness in my lateness. But it was your suggestion to talk about time, which yes. I think is funny already because your concept of time mm. and also the fact that we only have a limited time to talk about time. Yes. Because if anyone has been listening to this podcast, you know it's really hard to record when my daughter's home. Yes. And we might do it. We'll see what happens over see the next happens. few minutes. But yeah. Um, so let's talk about lateness in time, as I was today. I always, I try really hard to not be late. And part of that is because it, it's a frazzled way to start something, whether it's a class or work or a workout or whatever. Yeah, it's I, it's weirdly hard to be present when you're late. Yes, and God, <laughs> it's just like, it drives me crazy, but... What I also try to do, I don't know if this is like a fun challenge to me, is like I try to be the perfect amount of time before. Like if I am going to work out, I want to be there in time. To, if I'm going to boxing, I want to be there in time to pee and put my wraps on. I don't want to be there too early because I'll get like lazy or whatever. But that's really hard to do in Los Angeles because uh -huh. you never know what the traffic's going to do. But it's I really don't like... For myself, I don't get, I don't genuine, generally get too affected by this, but I don't like being late to others, especially yeah. in business. Yep. Um, because I feel like I, um, I feel like it looks like I am disrespectful of their time. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's why I'm so grateful to you, where you're just like, ah, it happens. Welcome um, to LA. Yeah, yeah. You are very understanding. Um, but there are people who are like, mm, I'm just always late. I don't understand <laughs> those people. Well, that is in my head disrespectful. And I'm sorry because I know some of some of you are out there. Um, and I I don't want to sound like I'm being mean, but in in my life, you know what? And also when people are late around me, sometimes I just expect it. There's this weird, like, what is the line of being too late to not be that apologetic and not that late to make it a big deal? Yeah. I, <clears throat> so my dad, 
when we were at the point in my life where he was driving me places, mm-hmm. um, if he would tell me what time it was time we were going to leave so we could be to the place on time. And if I was not ready, he would leave. He would drive there. Mm-hmm. He would tell them I would not be being there. And yeah, he would come home. Wow. I would get That's grounded if I was one minute late. Wow. There was just, there was a zero tolerance policy for tardiness in my house. Um, they never really explained to me until I got older that it was because my mom worried. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't. Because you but wouldn't understand I felt that as like a youngster, it was, I right? felt like it was them throwing their power around right. and not understanding my needs. But, in fact, it was if I was one minute late, that was one minute, minute of my mom thinking I was dead that she probably shouldn't have had to endure. Right. So, but because of that, I grew up very—I will be—I'd rather be early. Yeah. I will wait for you. Yeah. I don't mind. I. But I do the same thing. When someone's late with me, yeah. I assume— no, when someone's late with me, I judge them. Mm-hmm. But I judge everyone individually based I on know. whether or not I morally approve of what I think their reason is for being late. Absolutely. And also, like, if somebody shows up late and is like, I am sorry. Yeah. Genuinely. I'm like, dude, that's totally yeah. cool. Shit happens. But if somebody shows up and they're like, oh, I'm late, there's traffic, blah, 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 and you're like, you know that it's just their, you know, repeating dialogue that they tell people because they do this all the time. Um, But I always try to make, when I am late, I always try to say, I say sorry once, and then I say thank you after that. That's, I say thank you for And when I'm waiting, it also has a big deal. It it also makes a big difference if I'm, um, if I'm waiting on them Mm -hmm. or if I have the capacity to spend my time doing something else. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's there's definitely a difference between when I feel like someone is behaving like they're entitled to make me wait and when I can just drop into serenity and go, and this is actually the bigger picture. Okay, everyone, now is the moment, if you're listening, that you put this on pause, you step away, you take two hits of acid, (laughs) and you come back and enter my brain. Because the whole concept of time itself mm-hmm. is purely my experience of this moment. Sure, sure, yes, yes. So my judgment of someone else's, my, the time itself is imaginary. Right. It's wow. what am I doing? You guys ready for this? <laughs> it's what I, we'll go away from this for a second, but right now, <laughs> no, I'm trying to wrap my head around it. This is your Ben and Jerry's wavy gravy time. Mm, ben and Jerry's. Oh, ice cream. Mm. We should. We have time for ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so the idea that I'm responding to your use of my time is a lie. Right. Sure, but that's also it's, experience. It's really, it's like it's you just, are making assumptions of my experience and feelings towards your use of your time. Yes. Yeah. So in this moment, it just is the facts. Mm-hmm. The fact is, I'm sitting here in this moment. Now, I thought previously I'd be doing something different in this moment, mm-hmm. but that's not the truth. Right. The truth is. The only moment I have is this one yeah. right here, yeah. and this is what I'm doing. And that's, again, about detaching from desired outcomes, yeah. right? Right, 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 right. Um, so let's talk a little bit about something more broad, like <laughs> t- 
time. I passing. don't know if I don't know if time being imaginary could get any more broad. I that's what very specific to me. Yeah. But I'm thinking more about so. Um, hold on, let me chug some. We were water. both we were both <laughs> hydrating. Although I should be drinking water and not coffee. Um, hold on, there's gonna be noise. Boop. There we um, go. I remember this so intensely because it was my first I think kind of existential meltdown um and I also it was the first time that I recognized that my husband thinks differently than society wait you didn't have your first existential meltdown until you were married I don't know if we were married yet I think I had mine at three. Oh well <laughs> this was the first time I remember like <laughs> no this is the first time I remember like Talking to somebody about it. Okay. All and like right. okay. weeping in their arms <laughs> and then going, What's happening? <laughs> um, but I remember I, we were at my parents' place in Saskatchewan and my aunt and uncle were there, and my mom and dad and my aunt and uncle were talking about the old times. And so I grew up on a farm, a farm that was previously owned by my grandparents that my dad took over uh, before he lost his eyesight. And my my aunt and uncle were talking with my mom and dad about how crazy my dad and my uncle used to be. Meaning, like, you know, my mom was saying that when I was born, um, my dad didn't come till later because he was out fishing with <laughs> Uncle Daryl. <laughs> and that was the times, though, right? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, and they were just like, they were reminiscing, and they were laughing so hard, and they were talking about how wild they used to be, and I suddenly was like, this is how I was, you know, just a few years ago with my girlfriends, and I was like, am I, you guys are talking about it like it was yesterday, am I going to be talking about this in 10 years like it was yesterday, and then suddenly I was like, ah, everything's happening too fast, <laughs> I had this very immediate reaction of, oh my God, I'm going to be six feet under soon. And I freaked out. And then I had this whole, like, where do you go when you die and all this stuff. And I remember talking to Jose because I was having, like, a very, like, a very uncomfortable experience. Oh, no, that's that's when you really yeah. peel the... When you really let your body off. realize that we are on this planet for a finite um, no. in, you know, yep. amount and of time. Acknowledging your mortality yes. is no small deal. No, and it's important to do. It's very important to do. But maybe not so heartily on a <laughs> Christmas evening. Um, but I remember Jose just talking about it was the first time I'd ever heard anybody talk about the universal oneness and energy. And he talked about this. My husband is now a Reiki master and so this is his life, but I remember him talking about this way before he recognized that as his calling. And I'd never heard anybody talk about that before. I'd never heard anybody talk about um, energy not dying, uh, energy only being reborn, um, things like that. And I found a lot of solace in it, but it, it definitely was kind of that moment of seeing my family who I've always thought of as old and now recognizing that you know I, I remember the first time I asked my mom how old she was and it's how I old I am now 
You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So you're like, oh, I'm now them. And that's going to be me soon. And make it all stop for the love of God. Well, I think it's because it is mortal. I think yes. that's that inherent you kids get off my lawn. I don't like change. Why is it going on like this? Is because deep down inside, it just reminds you you're going to die someday. Yeah, that's terrifying. I don't like change. Yeah. It's, well, you know, Tabby, so Tabby is is experiencing the first budding of her body changing. She's yes. 11. Right. And, um, and she's fascinated by her body changing, but she's also horrified and I didn't understand mm. why. She didn't want to talk about it. And finally, she the other night, she goes, am I going to die, Mom? I said, why? Because I've learned I can't lie to my child. Sure. But I, she also definitely needs me to comfort her mm-hmm. in moments. So I said, why do you ask? She said, because I'm getting armpit hair. Mm. I said, I don't understand why you would die of your armpit hair. And she said, because it means I'm going to get, because it means I'm growing up and I don't want to grow up. Said so you don't? She goes, no, because then I'm going to get old and then I'm going to die. Mm, wow, she fast forwarded. <laughs> oh real yeah, quick. no, she went right there. Right. It, it, it uh, what's that? What that? This escalated quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it was, but she wasn't wrong. Yeah. So I just explained. I was like, babe, your alternative is basically to die now. Mm-hmm. It, it sucks. Yeah. But time is the reminder, and that's that's that really cool thing that I. Again, I can't live in this headspace, but boy, when I let the horses run, they are happy to go to, okay, so I am in the same moment, both eternal and dead. Whoa. Oh, the lights just flickered when Kim said that. That was fucking weird. Full moon. I walked in this morning and I was like, I have PMS and it's the full moon. Good luck to me today. It's going to be great. Um, yes. Um, I mean, yeah, she's not wrong. And her her <laughs> existential realization is very similar to mine. Yep. You know, less about body hair and more about, you know, just experiences. Things. Mine was not... Listen, I don't think... When I was a kid, I had a major phobia of death. Anybody talking about death, it was a trigger for me. I freaked out. Um, And now I'm not so scared of death. I'm scared of... You know me. Like I, I suffer from this less these days, but I used to have a large case of FOMO. And it's the idea that everything is going by so fast. And there, yes. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the time, Mm -hmm. this idea that there's only so much of it, Mm -hmm. that there is a finite amount of time, but there's an infinite amount of things I want. Yeah. So now there's pressure on me. Yeah. Now there's like, if I only have 20 minutes, but I What am I going to do? Got to do something good with that 20 minutes. 80 minutes. I've got to get my nails done and it's going to take that much time. And I've got to wonder, I want to get like, I want to take a shower and Mm -hmm. I want to do this and I want to do that. And then what happens is I go to zero to ten, yeah. and then my brain just goes, ah, time exists, which means you can't have anything you want. Boom. Right. <laughs> I short fucking circuit. And ultimately, like, what you should be doing, what we should be doing, what my practice tells me I should be doing, is being present in every moment. But yeah. if I'm 
constantly panicked that I'm not utilizing my time properly and thinking of how can I, I should be writing, I should be working out, I should be going to classes because I feel like right now, especially in LA, I'm like, okay, I got to utilize this time appropriately. But also like I'm not utilizing it because I'm sitting there being miserable because I'm shaming myself for not utilizing it. Yeah, I'm being panicked about this imaginary, that's right, this imaginary thing. Yeah. The fact is I can only do one thing at a time. Mm Mm-hmm. And if the first thing I do isn't acknowledge where I am Mm -hmm. in this time and space, Mm -hmm. the next thing I do will be off balance. It's going to be wrong. It's going to be panicked. It's going to be. Or if nothing else, I won't be present for it to enjoy it. Enjoy it. I started to cry. Oop, I'm going to cry again just because that's how I roll. Um, Tabby starts school next week Mm -hmm. and it's sixth grade. And, uh, And this was the first time in her life. I cried thinking about her going back to school Mm. because I had such a great summer. We all had, we did stuff. We did. I just was like, this is, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Mm. Just the friends we got to see and the love and the joy. And, and a lot of it was, I told myself, just show up for this. Don't try to make it anything it isn't supposed to be. Mm Don't try to turn it into that attaching to the outcome again, right? Mm-hmm. That attaching to some future idea as opposed to just right now. And it's so weirdly bittersweet. I'm like, well, if I'd just been an asshole all summer, I wouldn't be sad, sad. about going back right. to school. <laughs> oh, but I mean, that's a whole other podcast episode. I mean, if I just didn't appreciate the time, if you don't love anyone, you'll never have your heart broken. Yes, it sure, seems super. Sure, we can live just, like that. I feel good about that. Um, I have this similar. I think this is the first Valentina's five, and this is the first year that I've gone. And I never thought it would happen. This is the first year that I've gone. Oh, you should, you should stop growing now. Yeah, the time. Time, yeah. time oh. is passing differently but for I mean, us. I had such a hard time with her as a baby that I was like, fucking hurry up, get through this phase. I was like, oh, please, for the love of God, get rid of the high chair. Get rid-. I just like had I had a very hard time with her when she was a baby. Not her fault, not my fault, just circumstantially. Um, and then when she started becoming, when she was a toddler and then started becoming a kid, I was like, oh, you're fun. Yeah. Look at who you're becoming. You're funny. You can stay. Um, but now she's like <laughs> turning into a kid and I see her, I mean, not actually, but, you know, metaphysically turning into a teenager and then a young adult. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. In my head, she was always going to be a kid. She was going to be a kid forever. Yeah. I never actually anticipated her becoming a teenager. Like, I hadn't ever really thought about that. Um, so, yeah, we had this similar summer. We've got kind of an epic summer. We did a month of travel. And then last week, thanks to help from Kim, my husband and daughter surprised me on my doorstep here in Los Angeles, which was the cutest thing ever. Um but I remember at the beginning of the Toronto trip, well, we went camping with my folks, which is a challenge because um, my parents are disabled. Uh, not impossible. My parents are hilarious. My brothers are super helpful in some ways. Um, and, uh, you know, Jose is amazing and gets along with everybody. Um, so it was fine. But when we got to Toronto, there was definitely this pressure to, like, be, do, act, 
have a certain experience. And I remember having a conversation, you know, with my family of just going, let's just do day by day what we feel like doing. If we feel like sitting on the couch and watching TV a whole day, let's do that. Let's not like meet up with every single friend we've ever known in our entire lives. Let's not see every single, you know, tourist attraction. And so sometimes a great way to pass the time is asking yourself, what is a great way to pass the time today? Yeah. And if it's watching Netflix for a day, it's fucking watching Netflix Great. for a day. What a good gift. Yes. What a, what an and what an acknowledgement of a gift that the time is. Yeah. It's funny. I am I'm thinking about the opposite. I'm trying to figure out when do I feel like there's not enough time. Like I feel the most rushed. Mm. We talked about this before. I feel the most rushed when I'm trying to get my kid to put her fucking shoes on and get out the door. Yes, yes. That's when I feel the most that's rushed. But I don't necessarily feel that that's the least amount of time. I think there's the one time there is never enough time is when I finally turn on my alarm to wake up in the morning. When turn I go to on. bed, when I turn it on and I go, okay, tonight I'm going to get eight hours of fuck me running. If I go to sleep right now, I'll only get six hours. Right. If I go to sleep right now. But where is that time? Where does the time go between when I say I'm going to go to bed now, and when I'm in bed, where'd that oh, time go? There's no I time see. there. That time gets, it's there's a time siphon that just fucking sucks it out of the day. For me, it's like, I like to have, a, we're in our house, we're big on cocktail hour. Um, my husband and I aren't known to like tie one on, but we like to make a proper cocktail while we're cooking dinner. And then... We're super lame and we like to drink tea because we like to be asleep by 10 o'clock. But there is like the cocktail hour, which is, I don't know, five o'clock, and then starving. Like, (laughs) 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 there's like, we're going to, then we'll, and where's the food? Do you know what I mean? That's why I don't like That's, cooking, I see, think. See, there's a big like, time siphon that yes. just sucks that time out. Where it's like, what, what, how the fuck did that happen? But it's so funny that you're like all about the sleep and I'm all about the food. I'm just like, oh. when I'm hungry, that's why I always, I carry... Snacks. Oh, I usually always carry snacks. But here, because you never know when you're going to be locked in your fucking car for three hours on, on the road, I always have almonds in the car door that I can just hire <laughs> if it's an emergency. And al- raw almonds is the perfect snack because you really, let's be honest, folks, we're really going to only eat raw almonds if we're starving. Yep. And you're never going to overeat them because it's like eating a handful of chalk. Let's be real. I, we could all be like, hmm, broccoli. Blah, blah, blah. But I love healthy food. I choose healthy food, but I know I'm never going to overeat healthy yeah, food. Yeah, you're not going to be not delicious enough. sitting in the car going, no. what? Yeah. The, the raw oh almonds are God. gone? <laughs> yes. Oh, I just can't. They're like Pringles. <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway, um, yeah, I get hungry in a hurry. I go from zero to 100 quite quickly when it comes to hunger. Which would make sense as to why that that period of time doesn't exist. Yes, exactly. I just am always tired. I'm just always tired. 
I just on I have a Fitbit, uh-huh. and I think the majority of the reason I have a Fitbit is just so it validates. Yes, you got five hours and twenty two seconds of sleep last oh, night. Man, yeah, it feels like I got five hours and twenty two seconds of sleep. I feel like I get a little. I'm less tired in L. A. and there's a number of reasons that could be. There's a lot more sunlight, mm-hmm. um, which obviously will give you energy. Um, my child is not around to exhaust me. Not. Uh, God love her, but that's half of children's jobs growing up. Um, and to wake up at 4 o'clock Exactly, in the morning. yes. And that was the other thing is like she, she just wakes up so early. Even if we go to bed early, it always seems to be like, oh, you went to bed early? Let me wake up earlier for yeah. you then. Um, yeah. What no. else can we say about time? I don't know. How much time do we have? <laughs> I feel I feel pretty I feel pretty Oh, oh, that's a shorter one. But you know what? People, maybe if you're listening to this, you have some extra time. So uh I don't know. Go do something with it that you truly, truly want to do. I would give you suggestions, but I don't even want to plant seeds in your head. Just close your eyes and think about what your body and your brain needs right now. Does it need to watch Real Housewives in New York? Does it need to have a nap? Does it need a snack? Does it need a meditation? Does it need a a deep breath? Mine often needs it. When Mm -hmm. I'm not in the present moment, I am depleting myself of oxygen because Mm. I'm gotta gotta give (laughs) Take a deep breath. Take a breath in your belly, people. Mm -hmm. A belly breath. Deep breath. Lisa Berry always says that. Breathe. Breathe. (sighs) It sounds so obvious, and yet. Here you are right now. Breathing. Use your time wisely. Yeah. I love you, Kim. I love you, Brianna. <laughs> <laughs>